tell me one thing, Burke? You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study, not to bring back, but to wipe them out. It's just one of those things managed to wipe out my entire crew in less than 24 hours. And if the colonists have found that ship, then there's no telling how many of them have been exposed. Do you understand? I ain't much for begging. Nobody ever gave me nothing. So I say, fuck that thing. Let's fight it. Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, is brought to you by the generous support of our incredible patrons. To learn more, please visit www.perfectorganism.com forward slash support. Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. This is episode 73. I am your host, J.M. Prater, and I am joined by... Ryan, good to be back. It's been like a few years, I think. <laughs> 16 years! <laughs> 16 years. <laughs> the first time it was crew expendable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, Ryan and I decided today to get together and talk about what's happening with the Alien series, and there's some comments that um, Ridley Scott has made that he's kind of made before, but he, he, I don't know, discussed him more in full in the past few weeks. But then, mm-hmm. uh, what we're dealing with now is the essentially what's going to be announced tomorrow is the sale of 20th Century Fox to Disney. Yeah, wow. It's huge, huge news. Yes, um, it is. Not for so many franchises, but especially um, the Alien franchise. I mean, this could be a massive shift for for the Alien series. Um, and, you know, I read something on, I think, Facebook, and someone said, you know, I think Disney's just going to acquire them, but just keep letting Fox do their thing. And I'm thinking, no way. No way. No <laughs> yeah. Way. They are going to be fully involved. They're not going to... And they've seen that it hasn't been – it's been getting less profitable, and they're not going to keep going in a direction that's just not going to be – not make money. So they're going to – I think it's going to be a pretty big, big shift in the franchise. Um, I don't even know if they would finish the prequel series. Um, I'm almost thinking they would lean more towards um, re-exploring the Bloom Camp film, um, you know, just – just to kind of bring the franchise back, kind of like what they did with The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. I mean, but anyway, it's huge news. I mean, it's a 60, uh, reportedly a $60 billion purchase. That is just um, un- unbelievable. I can't even imagine that kind of money. Yeah, just, I can't even imagine a um, million dollars, much less a billion, <laughs> much less yeah. $60 billion. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So what do you think? What are your thoughts? On uh, I, again, I think it has the potential to be a, a great thing. And like mm-hmm. you said, I don't think that Fox or uh, Disney is going to be like, oh, okay, just keep doing business as usual. No, right. Disney is going to want to be profitable. Um, now I suspect that it's possible that Ridley Scott will finish 
his trilogy of films. However, I don't think he'll be directing the next film. I would imagine Disney will step in and they'll say, okay, we see that these films aren't as profitable as they can be. We're, we want you to complete your vision, but we want you to have the best people surrounding you to help you right. achieve this. And I think I don't. Disney isn't stupid. They know right. what attracts. They understand fans. They fundamentally right. understand fans. They've been in the business of understanding fans since their inceptions. I mean, they have Disney World, Disneyland, all of these things that... Mm-hmm that are catered to the fan experience. They know us. Yeah. They know what mm-hmm. we're looking for, and I think that they know a good balance between what fans want and to make something good. Right. Uh, I, I, But I, I would agree. that, And I also suspect, pending Blomkamp's interest, I don't know how interested he would be. I don't know what's going on in his head these days. Um, I know yeah. he's still doing his studio stuff, but I would imagine that they'll be like, okay, Ridley Scott... This is what we're giving you to finish your film. Uh, we want someone else to direct it. And uh, Neil Blomkamp, we want you to do your film too. Um, right. That was a gold mine that Fox just just put in the, in, in the toilet and flushed it down. Yeah. Not to say that it would have been a perfect film or would have been a masterpiece. We don't know. But the potential there was a bigger yeah. potential than the potential of Alien Covenant. Right. Absolutely. So. Um, I'm still kind of trying to figure out why Fox... I mean, they never even—I don't know if I've said this before. They, I mean, but they never even had any kind of official um, announcement in terms of like they're shutting it down. Just kind of built up, ramped up, and then it just fizzled away. Yeah. And uh, it was like, what is going on? And uh, I, Disney doesn't run their company that way. They so don't. They don't. Yeah. Disney makes official. Um, they make official kind of uh, what do you call it? Statements. Press mm-hmm. releases, they really get involved. In fact, I feel like even, you know, of course, everyone knows or a lot of people know that we run uh, Shoulder of Orion, the Blade Runner podcast. Right. And we were given some access by Warner Brothers um, to kind of be a little bit more involved and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Fox has certainly, um, some people at Fox have certainly been kind and they've kind of given us some access as well. But in general, Fox doesn't say anything. Fox right. doesn't really announce anything. It's like, I, I feel like it's been this way, especially with Alien, because I'll stick to that. They've kind of screwed the pooch. Is that the term? That's the right term, right? That's a good term. Yeah, um, that's, that's great. Um, <laughs> isn't that the right term? I hope it is. If not, I'm an idiot, whatever. Um, <laughs> but they, they've really uh, fucked this up since Alien. Um, yeah. Even with, well, I'd say since Aliens. And they need someone like Disney to come in, say, come in and say, no, this is not how you run a company. This is what you do. You need to reach out mm-hmm. to people. You need to find out maybe even in your fandom, are there people who have great some great ideas? I mean, Disney's done this. Disney has loved the fans. Disney and Lucasfilm now with the sale, you know, with the sale of Lucasfilm to Disney, they have just doubled in their efforts to connect with fans, to mm-hmm. not to again, this isn't to say that fans have the answer and that yes, make a film the fans exactly want to see because we know what that's like. We know right. that that's not a perfect thing, and that's also could be something that could be toxic or it right. couldn't work. But at the current rate things are going, it has to get better. Right. Absolutely. And I'm just looking at this uh, bloody, disgusting article. Um, that's a website, by the way. <laughs> it's uh, in case anyone was confused. <laughs> bloody, disgusting. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, even they said it's, you know, alien. It, 
you know, Disney would likely aim to reinvigorate fan interest in the Alien franchise by bringing in fresh voices to restore it to its former glory while also injecting new life into it. And it says, which kind of sort of describes Neil Blomkamp's vision mm-hmm. for Alien 5. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I could definitely see it going that direction. Um, and yeah, like you said, it might, you know, it, Disney might try to play it really safe. Maybe it wouldn't add anything new. But I mean, um, but at the same time, I mean, I love The Force Awakens. Yeah, it had a lot of derivative stuff from previous especially a uh, new hope but uh, at the same time it introduced new things yeah. and you know, the franchise going in a new direction um and it sounds like uh the last jedi is going to be even more um shocking and mm-hmm. taking a lot more risks and yeah i mean i i i'm all for it i think disney can definitely do it um do a great job and you know they've i think a lot of people are concerned about Oh, Disney is going to make it, you know, they only do kid movies. And I I don't think a lot of people realize that Disney has made a ton of R rated films. Mm -hmm. Um, Just not, it doesn't, obviously they don't have the, you know, the opening logo of the, you know, the castle at Disneyland or whatever, you know, before the movie, but under, (laughs) (laughs) under different names. (laughs) And then it's like, alien. (laughs) You see, you see Tinkerbell like fall over and like a chest burster comes out of her. Please kill me. Clap, clap to bring her back to life. (laughs) Like Peter Pan. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. That would be hilarious. Oh man. And awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but hilarious. Yeah, yes. you know someone's gonna make something, some some meme or some short video like. That. Oh yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, um, with but like Touchstone Pictures and Dimension Films and um, especially Dimension, you know, a lot of a lot of really hard R rated oh, yeah. stuff, um, all under the Walt Disney banner. I mean, these guys they know how to make movies of all types. So I mean, I'm not. I'm not too concerned about that. Um, the only, the one thing I am a little concerned about is um, with Disney taking over so many, so many like so many um, studios. It seems like you know the kind of, they might kind of dilute the market a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and the competition won't be as as strong um, since everything will be under Disney banner. That I, I think that's just. I mean, it's not a huge concern on my part, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you start limiting, you know, how other, you know, other studios going up against you. I mean, basically now, yeah. yeah, So basically, I mean, you just have Warner brothers and universal, um, as kind of the major, I'm probably missing a couple more, but you know, they're the major players start to, you know, disappear. Um, and then Disney, you know, and that, that's, you know, that's how, you know, having that competition—that's that's what helps um, spur creativity and making better products. And it's not just for movies; I mean, it's for everything. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that, that that's just a minor concern. But I, you know, the way with Disney's track record—I mean, they 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 know what they're doing, and I don't, they're not going to just put out a lot of crap. They have put out some some garbage, but I mean, 
for the most part, they know they know what they're doing yeah. making films. So, and if the track record, if their track record, and we'll just talk about Star Wars, and like you said, The Force mm-hmm. Awakens, yes, does have have its problems, but generally, it's a really good entry into the Star Wars um, yeah. universe, and it felt like Star Wars for me more than any prequel did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they know that uh, they have to be smart, and they know that if they want to, you know, especially they know with the sale of this company to them, they're not just getting this company, they're getting all the fans along with it. And the fan, mm-hmm. and they know, they will know that there are fans out there kind of nervous about what's going to happen to Deadpool, what's going to happen mm-hmm. to Alien, what's going to happen to their X-Men franchise. Um, right. And the, But we've also seen Disney slash Marvel, who again, who's owned by Disney, work mm-hmm. with Sony and acquire the rights to Spider-Man, to use Spider-Man in his, in his own story yeah. uh which was homecoming and then in and in what did he was it uh, avengers no it was um civil, civil war. war yeah and it was to amazing effect and they did a really good job and they kept the integrity and really kind of brought spider-man back to what made and makes spider-man great right um mm-hmm. so again i i there is far more to celebrate or to be hopeful for than there is to be worried about i am not worried yeah. at all um i just uh, and I think uh, there needs to be a, a really firm strategy, really. And here's my supposition in terms of getting Alien back on track. Um, and again, obviously, we know that there are people who love Alien Covenant. We know that there are people who love Prometheus. Yeah. Um, and we honor that and respect that. But I think also many of those people understand that there is a disconnect in the fan base, that less than half or maybe I'll say half and half. There's half love it, half hate it, or half yeah. love it and some don't like it or whatever. That's probably... Yeah. More people don't like it than love it, but whatever. Whatever the case may be, I think everyone would say there is a problem here. And there's a problem with with these films connecting in a general way to the fan base. Because I think that's what films need to do. Uh, They need to have, they need to make sure like they're connecting 90% of the fans at least. So that people are like, yeah, this was awesome. And there might be people who don't like it. There always will be people who don't like things. Right. Forever. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's okay. You'll never satisfy everyone. Right. Um, but I really think that Disney slash under the under the guise of Fox or whatever, or Fox under the guise of Disney, needs to hire someone like Christopher Nolan, Baumkamp, or someone trusted, someone serious, yeah. someone who has a love for this, these films, these original films, and The yeah. Creature. To say, mm-hmm. hey, we need you. Because someone like Christopher Nolan, if he agreed to direct an alien film, everybody in the fucking film community would turn their heads like, whoa, man. Yeah. This will oh, be a yeah. film. And right now, people don't do that with Ridley Scott. Um, no. Uh, it's like, oh, some people will be like, oh, I can't wait. But most people will be like, we'll see how this goes, you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and you touched on, you know, um, like trying to bring back, you know, unite the fan community. I, I think that's a major plus with this Disney deal is Disney really gets the fans involved um, and they really try to connect with fans. And I think that's something Fox has not done very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with Disney, you know, it, there'll be a lot more involvement. Hopefully I'm, I would love it if they got in touch with us to kind of help, help, yeah, help uh, get more involved. Um, and I could really see them bringing, uh, also on a separate note, bringing uh, Sigourney Weaver back. I think she's already working with with Marvel or with Disney yep. on a on a TV show. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I really feel like they'll they'll reignite that 
Um, it might not be Bloomkamp directing it, but just the whole idea, uh, I could see them bringing that back to kind of start another whole new whole new trilogy, whole new series, um, you know, and kind of move past the Ripley character and just mm-hmm. bring in new characters. And there's just so many great stories in the in the alien universe that I think can be told. Agreed. And uh, they just need the they just need the direction and I think, uh, yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping that's a big part of the the deal for Disney is that, you know, that they're not overlooking the Alien franchise. Um, yeah. Well, so. I would imagine right away they're going to look at their tent poles. They're going to look at well, yeah. what's been successful, and I, I'm sure they probably already know um, mm-hmm. what's been successful, what has the potential to be successful. I also can imagine they will do a beeline for Sigourney Weaver. Again, this is all speculation, um, and really, I think, and I've I, we discussed this few episodes ago, Mm -hmm. maybe I mentioned it or someone, the addition of Sigourney Weaver or the inclusion of Sigourney Weaver as Ripley for me isn't so much about, yeah, I want to see Ripley again. And I know we've talked about this before, but we haven't had an episode in a while. A lot of the stuff is new. For me, the inclusion of Sigourney Weaver as Ripley gives me something to believe in because these two films, I have nothing to believe in. Despite me enjoying Prometheus much more than I enjoy Covenant, at least elements of it, and feeling yeah. like Prometheus is the better film, and there's some great things about it, and there's also some great things about Covenant. I don't know why yeah. I always feel like I have to say that just for the people who are like, <laughs> oh, Jamie hates Covenant. Jamie's gonna, you know, we've had people post, like, I'm whatever. Um, you know what? Patrick isn't here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, burn. <laughs> um... But I just, we need something to believe in. We do. And I, I wrote a post on, I think the Hollywood Reporter posted, which we'll get into. Um, well, actually, no, they reported, they, what is, what is it? Uh, was it the Hollywood Reporter? No, it was Bloody Disgusting. Okay, so I left a note on Bloody Disgusting's post about, you know, what's going to happen to the Alien series. And I said, Ripley or no Ripley, this series needs someone to believe in. And I think that's really the issue here. The issue isn't the AI. The issue isn't even so much the story. There's nothing wrong with the story in Covenant or Prometheus. It wasn't the story. It was the writing. It was the characters. These films are known for amazing characters. You have Mm -hmm. a, a series of three, and we'll say four, um, because Ripley was also the driving force behind Resurrection. Um, yeah. So you have these four films where people are invested in a character. Right. Um, and then you have these two new ones where people don't give a shit. And they think, right. oh, yeah, the aliens were cool. Or, oh, yeah, this was really cool. Or, yeah, this was yeah. nuts. Or this was crazy. But no one's talking about a character they love. Even the people who love Covenant or love Prometheus, no one is saying, oh, man, I hope so-and-so yeah. wins the day. Or some yeah. people are saying, hey, we miss... Um, what's her name's character? Numi Shaw. Shaw. Some people yeah. I've seen. I've seen. I wish Shaw was in the next one. Or, I mean, like this in Covenant. What happened to yeah. Shaw? I wanted to see. I think there was some investment. There was no investment of Shaw for me. I didn't even give a shit. Right. Um, I just yeah. felt like she was completely forgettable in one note. Yeah. Um, but again, there was some investment. But they have got to bring characters that we care about. They've got yeah. to establish something at the end where we're like, what's going to happen to them? Be it female right. or male. I don't think. I don't know. And and then if we kind of get back into, like, I don't think we need a continued repli- like replication of, oh, let's put another woman in the lead. Why are you doing that? Why are you putting another right. female lead? What's the point? Are you trying to replicate this idea of Ripley or are you trying to go off in a new direction? And I right. think the Alien series might need a male, not because it needs a man, but because I think it just take it in a different direction right now. Who knows? Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think, um, you know, they need to go, they need to be really smart about what, what direction they take the movie, um, or take the franchise. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you're right. And oh, I, I was going to say about the about Covenant Prometheus, I think people are more invested in the ideas the movie presented rather mm -hmm. than the characters. I've never I can't really recall anyone saying, you know, I just really connected with, um, you know, uh, see, I'm even drawing a blank. I don't remember yeah, the characters yeah, names. Shaw, like Holloway Shaw or like from, yeah, Holloway or um or yeah, budget Tom Hardy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, or even from Covenant. I mean, I guess people kind of get invested with David, but he's not really a, a likable character. I mean, he's kind of, he's sort of a antagonist, but I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to pit, you know, pinpoint what he is. Um, you know, and I guess ultimately he's probably supposed to be the, how those eggs got on the, you know, um, the derelict on LB four, two, six. That's, that's what I'm guessing is kind of leading up to, but mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, it's more like the ideas and what, you know, what the, what these movies, these prequels are presenting philosophically and, you know, but to me, I just don't care about that stuff because I don't care about any of the characters yes, in the movie. Agreed. And it's um, usually the characters for me, like for instance, mm -hmm. we've had discussions about Blade Runner 2049, yeah, that portal, which is characters into this story, then help me explore everything else. If right. I don't have characters that I care about, I don't give a shit about anything else. I right. like you said, ideas are not enough. Ideas yeah. are not enough to carry mm -hmm. Covenant or Prometheus. They and they had great right. ideas in them, absolutely mm -hmm. great ideas. But uh, and I think, or I know, um, uh, Disney knows that. I know oh, that yeah. Disney knows the people's connections with characters um, and that you don't bring them back just to bring them back. You give them agency, you give them purpose, and then you bring them back. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what would have to be that's what would, that's what would have to happen with Ripley as well. She can't mm -hmm. just come back to be back. She'd have to be back for a reason. She'd have right. to be, um, but again, there is the emotional investment. You put up a trailer with a new alien film with Sigourney Weaver in it. I mean, oh, man. that's a hundred and, $110 million opening weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Even if it's shit, it'll open wide and it'll do really well. Yeah. Um, that would, yeah. I'll just be massive. I mean, I can't imagine they will, they went really pushed going in that direction. So yeah, yeah. she's young enough um, still. She's, she looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, of course they would have to, whatever story that Blomkamp wrote or whoever, um, they would have to probably, we'd have to understand why she's as old as she is. And if yeah. they do bring her back, I don't know, really Fox or Disney might even say, you know what? There was three films with her. She died at the end of alien three. They returned her in alien resurrection. Let's leave her alone. They could mm -hmm. say that Fox, yeah. uh, Disney really could say, let's restart this series with someone new. Yeah. Um, who knows? That, that's true. Yeah. I, uh, in my, you know, in my mind, you know, I'm like, I, don't know, I really hope it's more of like a passing the baton, kind of like what they did with Star Wars. But, uh, but you're right. I mean, maybe they'll just say, you know, she's done. She's, uh, and you, you know, they they want to try something different. But uh, seeing how, you know, what they did with the Force Awakens and that making almost a billion dollars just here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, you know, I think they. 
I, I really think they would lean to that direction. You know, Sigourney, maybe they would probably have to rewrite the script. I, I have no idea, um, you know, how, how it's presented. Um, there might be things in it that, you know, um, that Bloomcamp wanted that Disney might be like, uh, we, we don't think that would work. Um, and which is fine. I mean, you know, that that's generally what they'll do is bring in, you know, multiple writers to, you know, write a bunch of di different drafts. And um, but I, I really feel like that ultimately they, they want to go with his his core idea of, you know, bringing back Ripley for one last one last uh, hurrah and then, you know, channeling that and, you know, creating a whole new, you know, avenue for the franchise to kind of take off again. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's my hope. I mean, that's, you know, um, but I, I trust Disney. I mean, I, I admit I'm a huge fan um, of their, you know, a lot of their films, a lot of what they do. They're not obviously perfect, but, you know, I just, I, I feel like they just know what they're doing. They've been doing it for, mm -hmm. um, I don't even know when, when Disney started, the 40s or the 30s maybe? I think it was the like late 20s maybe. Oh, late 20s, yeah. I think, um, I'm not positive. Yeah, and uh, you know, the and I, just from hearing how they run their business and even just, just the customer service aspect alone is just second to none mm -hmm. the way they – they do it. They have a very specific strategy um, for all their, you know, all their um, associations and you know businesses. And they, whether you're going to the Disney park or going to see, you know, a Pixar movie, um, everything is very specific and very well done, meticulous, very coordinated. Um, mm -hmm. And you know that that just gives me a lot of confidence about what they could do with with the Alien series. Mm -hmm. um, I feel a lot more confident about it in their hands than I do with Fox alone. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like you said. I mean, I think. Well, I know we know that Disney is in the business of connecting to people. Mm -hmm. That's just what they do, and yeah. they ensure that. And they, it's like it's almost like they have like people all over who are researching that. How do you do that? What's the best scenario? And they are also taking risks. You know, I mm -hmm. mean, Ryan Johnson was a big risk. They, you know, uh, mm -hmm. through Lucasfilm, they said, "Hey, we're going to hire this guy, and we're going to kind of let him do what he wants to do." And all reports say that this new Star Wars film is something that is for kind of the like the generation like it's amazing like it's yeah it's it's, it's what star wars should be so mm -hmm. um but again even in other things like marvel i mean marvel marvel has been fantastic they have slip-ups here and there but generally their films are really well made and yeah. uh people are really excited for them and it makes them a shit ton of money and also disney's gonna want to make that 60 billion dollars back um, oh yeah so they're investing 60 billion dollars and they're going to be looking at all properties saying how do we make this money back what do we do where do we infuse money and i mean if they produce an alien film with ripley or sigourney weaver or whatever i think uh they would certainly make their uh their money back uh at right. least with that at least they would probably, if they if they researched it well, the next Alien film that's produced by Disney, they could probably make around, who knows, seven hundred million dollars. You know, oh, world, yeah. worldwide. I'm not going to say a billion, but if it's really great and it's amazing and it's, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's just engaging people and engaging that like fandom, that that thing that we love, and Disney mm -hmm. will ensure that. Then I think that that's a way for them to make that money back. So that's yeah, that's their priority number one. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I, I think uh, bringing back, you know, that there's a concern maybe in the fan community that they're going to try and to maximize the profit. They might try and make a PG 13 alien film. Um, Which I don't think they and do that. I really, do. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think they'll, they'll be fine with R, especially, you know, if they just have, I, I've, I figure the 20th century Fox logo and fanfare, everything will be just this the same. Um, and I think Disney would be fine, you know, making R rated movies under, under that banner. Um, and, but yeah, I think, you know, if you, obviously Deadpool is kind of, a uh, an exception, you know, it made mm-hmm. a ton of money, but being a hard R film. Um, but still, I, I, I feel like, you know, a, a Ripley led, R-rated alien film under Disney could still like make a half a billion dollars oh, yeah. easy. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Um, and if they market it right. I think they would. Um, and bring in the right people. They, they have the best of the best um, signed on there. And, you know, I just, I, I have a lot of, I'm just really excited about this. This could be announced tomorrow. Um, yeah. Today is Wednesday the 13th. So, I mean, yeah, I keep hearing that, as soon as Thursday, um, we're going to find out Disney's going to be in control of Fox. And honestly, you know, for everyone listening, I think we should be really excited about this. Um, just for, for the alien franchise, for what could happen. Um, say what you will. Uh, I know wrote this too. say what you will about the force awakens. It was, it was, I thought an amazing movie and it just really did a great job bringing star Wars back. Um, and yeah, I, I think uh, I think Disney can do absolutely do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So with mm-hmm. Alien, and Disney's yeah. not going to be like like for instance with Marvel. Marvel has an end game. Marvel has a plan. Marvel has things mapped out. Mm-hmm. Marvel, Marvel is also invested in character over everything else. They really yeah. they've really been great about developing characters first, and then mm-hmm. it. And then Avengers wasn't made until characters yeah. had been developed for a long, long time. And mm-hmm. Disney, I don't believe that Disney's going to be like, well, I'll keep doing things the way you're doing. No, 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 no. No. Disney's going to come in and they're going to like, well, what's the end game with this? Or what's the plan with the Alien series? What's the plan right. then? And they're like, well, we're waiting for St- for Ridley Scott to come up with the story. And they're going to be like, well, we think we need a better plan than that. We, need, we yeah. think that you guys need a group of people or someone – or somebody, or some, I don't know, whatever. Um, what what do you call that? Like a task force or whatever to yeah be be this like we want we want to see aliens succeed. And in order right. to do that, we're going to need to bring people in who are in love with this material, who understand intrinsically what this material is about and has yeah. been about, and and with their reverence of the of the stuff in the past, use that to tell new stories. Mm-hmm. Um, because really yeah. there is no plan with Alien. There's never been a plan with Alien and you can see it. It's all over the place, which is why it became Alien versus Predator and all of these shitty things yeah. um, that no one really wanted that failed. And it's time and time again, like even really Alien should have stopped after Alien 3. It didn't make any money, but they tried again and they made Alien Resurrection yeah. and then that flopped. So they tried mm-hmm. Alien uh, versus Predator and that did okay, but then they tried Alien, um, you know, AVP Requiem, Requiem. <laughs> and that flopped. And then like, oh, well, let's try Prometheus. And I think that was marginally successful, but it wasn't, I don't think it would, is this, it was as successful, it would be as successful in Disney's eyes. $126 million profit um, off 100 and, 
$25 million budget or something mm-hmm. like that for Prometheus is not profitable. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah. it made its money back because I think it made $401 million worldwide. Um, yeah. But probably $200 million of that was budget and advertising alone. So you're talking right. – and, and then with you deducting – uh, theater costs, so they probably walked away from Covenant or from Prometheus with maybe thirty, forty million dollars, maybe. So maybe, maybe they broke uh, even and made a little bit of a tiny profit enough to say, okay, something's here. Let's try this again. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they they're not learning their lesson and they don't have a plan. You need right. a plan with these films, and that's what's yeah. lacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially when you're playing with that kind of money, you have to have a plan. <laughs> I mean. Um, you know, it's, it's one thing to, you know, bet on something that's, you know, 10 bucks, but you know, when you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars, you really have to have a much more disciplined focused plan. And like you said, Fox just hasn't had that. Um, and they've been kind of wavering and trying different avenues. Oh, that failed too. Or, yeah, it's not really connecting. Hmm. You know, what do we do? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Disney doesn't work that way. Uh, that obviously not everything they've touched has turned to gold, but you know they they know um, they know what it takes. And with the you know with the Star Wars franchise, they've um, they know characters are very important. I mean, you instantly remember Ray, Poe, Finn. I mean, mm-hmm. um, all BB-8 is like instantly iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's just a, a little robot, and you already love it. I mean, Disney knows. That this is how you remember. That's how you make great films. This is how you make them memorable. Um, and you know that's that's how people connect. They connect with people that they can, they they feel are real and tangible. And they need to add. They need to put that in the Alien franchise because we haven't had that um, since Alien Three, really. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And man, twenty five years. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty brutal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a lot of our a lot of fans, that's um, it's been rough. So, um, so yeah, I'm 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 really excited, and this is this has got me, you know, almost. I would say this is about as excited I, as I've been since they announced Bloom Camp's film, yeah. you know, a couple of years ago. Um, that I've been this stoked to see what happens, but I have I have more confidence in this though than I did with with Fox announcing that. I just feel like this is in more solid solid hands, just more solid foundation. So And you know what's interesting yeah. though? You mentioned a Blomkamp. Fox never even announced that film. Blomkamp oh, yeah. announced that film. Oh, oh we're about to go into pre production. Fox announced shit. They did nothing. Yeah. Which was mm-hmm. so strange to me. Like like I, I, they're just the strangest studio. Like I don't understand their But and I am not going to pretend that I know what it's like to run a a movie studio. I do not. It's hard enough to run a two podcasts the way that we do and keep everything up and and uh, connect with our fans and whatever. And this is like the smallest of small scale. So Mm -hmm. I can't imagine. I mean, you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars in budgets and studios and rentals and actors and contracts and prop makers, set makers, digital artists. There's so much that goes involved that is involved yeah. in that. I'm not about to say, well, this is how you should do it um, in terms of how you run a studio. I don't know how mm-hmm. to do that. I am not, um, I have to, I just want to make sure that I'm checking myself that I think, well, I could do it better. 
Um, right. There's a part of me that wants to say that because I just feel like this series that I've loved so much, I've just, it's weird to see two new alien films that I feel nothing for. Um, right. That's, that's a weird thing. Even in Alien Resurrection, I have Ripley. Um, mm-hmm. There's a connection that I can make, even though she's not the original. It's Sigourney Weaver there inhabiting a version of that same role. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, which I think we should kind of pivot to. Uh, well, first, I don't know if you read that article, but there's an article that we posted on um, our Perfect Organism page, and it's a discussion with Guillermo del Toro, who is the director of many films, many great films. Uh, his latest film coming out is called The Shape of Water. Right. And the premise of that is, I think it takes place in the 40s. I think I'm not really sure. And the 60s, I think. 60s. I think it's, yeah. Okay. And, I believe it's 60s. Yeah, and it's this high like high level government facility and they've got some mm-hmm. type of creature that looks like a man, like the creature from the black lagoon, but whatever, a little bit, I don't know, some type, some type of creature that they're holding there. Um, and it looks yeah. like, it looks like, I guess I haven't seen it. It looks like a love story just to some degree between this woman, um, who wants to see this thing let free and this thing. Yeah. Um, but Guillermo del Toro was discussing movie monsters and, and he was discussing why universals, new films their universal's been trying to reinvigorate their like monster franchises like the mummy and yeah um what other ones the mummy and uh like dr jekyll mr hyde the wolfman all of those things and yeah. it hasn't been working for them frankenstein it's, frankenstein yeah and dracula just, yeah. yeah uh it hasn't worked for them at all and um guillermo del toro said you know in order for these things to work in order for you to kind of really believe what you're seeing in order for you to kind of reapproach these monsters. And I'm paraphrasing here. Um, he said, you really have to have a love for them. You have yeah. to have a love and a commitment to them um, in order for people to kind of believe what they're seeing. Yeah. And I posted again, I posted that to our, our perfect organism page and I really felt like it was the most succinct way of describing what I believed was lacking in alien covenant specifically. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that, there was no reverence and there was no love on the part of Ridley Scott for these creatures. He didn't yeah. want him in there. He didn't want to put him in there. He felt forced to because of the studio who pulled it out of their ass somewhere that they thought, Oh, people want to see aliens. And it wasn't yeah. about aliens. And I, I, again, and we're going to get to more of Ridley Scott's recent comments about that same thing. Yeah. Um, because I think he's made some more comments about the future of the series or the next film or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. But I felt like everyone should read this article. Um, again, I do know that there are people who love Prometheus and Covenant. But again, yeah. I also know that there are people who understand the flaws of Covenant despite them really saying, hey, I liked it. Or they understand that there is a disconnect there. And really, I think you can't you can't make a, move, a monster movie if you don't like the monsters. People, right. It'll be obvious. And it was completely obvious to all of us. They were ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And I... I... And that, um, like you said, it it falls a lot in Ridley's lap that he just didn't – it was obvious. I mean you saw it, there's multiple reviews out there, just dozens, where it's just obvious that Ridley Scott just had zero love for, for the product on screen. Um, even the human characters, I mean I just didn't feel like he really cared that much about mm-hmm. it. It just – and it makes the audience not – care as much um you know he really cared about the ideas but even that was you know i I think it was hard for the writers you know whether it's um you know uh uh, lindelof or who's the other one who 
co-wrote or wrote the first draft for Prometheus. Uh, Spades, um, John Spades. Spades, yeah. Spades or Lindelof or for, you know, Covenant, was Logan and Green. And, you know, I, I think it's just I think it was hard for them to get the ideas out there um, without having these without this like kind of focus with the characters as well. Um, and I think, and I think it was just confu- maybe confusing for them to try and write it. And then the editing was off in both films. I thought some things were cut out that probably should have been left in mm-hmm. um, and vice versa. And it just, the movie just didn't have um, neither one of them and more, I think covenant even more so just didn't have a, a focus. Um, and it, there wasn't like a love and like you said, a reverence um, in those films that uh, that was needed, but especially for the characters. I mean, you know, there's very few films that I really enjoy that I don't really didn't really care about any of the characters. You know, um, I think one last one last time I was on last I think I talked about 2001: Space Odyssey. That's kind of my my go to example. That's such a, a such a huge exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for so and, many reasons too. Right, right, yeah. Um, but generally, you know, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, you, when you make a film, you have to you have to show uh, love for the characters or the and or the creatures. You know, like Del Toro said, um, it has to be there. You know, because people will know if you if the director, if the person in charge is not um, of running the show, is not doesn't have love for the for the what's in front of them or what they're filming. And it, it's, it's just going to show, it doesn't matter how professional they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I felt that with, you know, Indiana Jones and kingdom of the crystal skull. I mean, it just felt like Spielberg and Lucas were just, you know, okay, well let's just do another one. And, you know, people seem to want to want it. And we're just going to kind of, you know, it, it felt like there was no, no real love in in that one as yeah. well. Even the yeah. characters, even Indiana Jones himself. I mean, I couldn't relate to anyone. It didn't feel exciting. It didn't feel interesting. It felt fake. It right. felt like it almost felt like they were going through the motions of making a film, but it yeah. it ended up being a parody of the films before it. Like there was no chemistry between Karen Allen and mm-hmm. uh, Harrison Ford. I mean, and they had some. They have some of the best screen chemistry I've ever seen in like. And one of, in those kinds of films, and they right. meet together again, and it's just dead. It's just there's right. nothing there, and it was yeah. just like, what? Like, how mm. do you how do you manage this? How are you, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, and you manage to bring together these people and make a film so bad? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I mean, it's it's I yeah I really love what what Del Toro said, and I think um, like you said, very succinct, very to the point, and. Uh, it just comes down to love, man. I mean, you know, yeah. it's uh, it it makes a huge difference. Um, whether it's in relationships or whether it's you know what you do for a living, um, you know, if you don't have the love for it, it's it's going to show and it's going to affect people. It's going to be affect you externally and internally, and it's going to show, um, you know. And when it comes to film, it's the audience is going to feel that too. And they're going to leave and five minutes after they leave the theater, it's like, I don't remember what I just watched. It was like, Mm -hmm. so for, so forgettable, but, uh, but not, you know, I think, um, I think Disney understands that and they, they want to bring people in that really love the franchise. And I mean, they did that with, once again, with the force awakens, JJ Abrams, um, huge love for the franchise. And, um, also, also the producers they brought in, um, 
any other writers. I mean, it doesn't necess- doesn't necessitate a great film, but when you bring someone in that really loves and cares about it, um, I really felt that watching the movie that this was oh, yeah. something that you know flaws and all. It was you know this was entertaining. It was fun. It brought in new stuff. Um, it set the franchise in a new direction with new characters and. You know, and I just felt like they really cared about this movie. Everyone involved was uh, had a ton of love for it. So it, yeah, it makes a massive difference. Um, and yeah, they they really have to bring in people for the Alien franchise that love it. And yeah. um, and I I don't know I don't know if Ridley Scott's they're gonna keep going with them if he doesn't really care that much. They might try and finish off this prequel series, like he said. Um, they might not have him direct it. And I don't know. We'll we'll see. Yeah. But uh, and then and also with Bloom Camp, I mean, you know, there's a time when he when it seemed like he was really into it. I think with all, everything that happened, with everything that happened, he probably just doesn't care that much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't even know if if Disney approached him if he'd be like, uh, you know what, I just went through so much crap trying to get it made the first time. I just don't really <laughs> don't really care anymore. But at the you know, same time, you know. though, I think if Blumkamp is approached by the people at Disney who are now in charge or looking over things, I think he would understand that, hey, they they know about this and they're coming back to me because they believe in this, not right. because they're trying to jerk his chain or um, – yeah. I think Disney is – I believe that Disney is more about um, quality over – kind of loyalty in some ways like they want to make they want to make money and they want to make yeah. good products and i think that they're not dumb in in w- where they see that potential um, right yeah so I, I if they do approach blomkamp i think blomkamp will really take him seriously and i think that he'll probably be like well look this is what happened last time and i'm sure i would imagine disney whoever whoever's in charge will appease him not appease him but assure him that this is what we're doing this is what we believe in. We want to right. facilitate this with you. Um, and it, it to me, it would make complete sense that maybe Blomkamp's Alien film and Ridley Scott's um, prequel film, if that continues, would will start filming con- conjunctively, you know? Yeah. Um, and then they'll, mm-hmm. like Star Wars, they'll release one and then they'll really re- release another. Um, yeah. And yeah. To, to a point that you made, I think in terms of Michael Green, like I, you know, I know like he, of course he wrote Blade Runner 2049, which I hail as a masterpiece and I know you loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think he was really invested in that. Sometimes these writers, oftentimes these writers are brought in to work on these things and they have to kind of find a connection or find something to kind of relate to, but oftentimes they don't and they are known for what they do and they do a version of a script or they submit a draft and they move on to another project. Right. With, with covenant. Uh, I mean, it, to me, covenant clearly was an ideas film coming from an ideas man. Ridley yeah. Scott is an ideas man. He is as good as any script that is in front of him. Mm-hmm. Some I not just, and I absolutely agree though, that he also cares about script. He cares about story, but I don't think his instincts are what they used to be. Um, right. And to me, as far as Alien, he's taken this ownership of Alien, which I don't think is rightfully his. I don't yeah. think Alien belongs to him just because he made the first film. Not at yeah. all. Um, and in fact, I think his disconnection with or his disconnect with the fans and the way the fans are relating to his last two films really are evidenced evidence of. I don't 
ideas are not enough to sell these films. Right. You need more than ideas. You need good characters. You need wonderful characters. Um, And a a cold robot, whatever he is, synthetic, is not enough to have people root for. It's just not enough. Um, Which kind of pivots us into the discussion about Ridley Scott's latest um, comments about where he thinks Alien's going to go. And Ridley Scott was quoted... um, on a video in a round table saying that, Oh no, 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 no. That was another one more lately. Uh, yeah. he, he was quoted in as saying that he thinks that the alien series needs to eventually, or probably move on from alien and get into AI because artificial intelligence is really scary. And of course, fandom freaked out. Right. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I think it's more, he just, this is what he wants to do. Um, and again, he just doesn't care. Um, doesn't seem to care that much about, you know, about the creature, about the, the alien, what made alien successful before. Um, and I just, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of can sort of confused. I, I just feel like the AI thing should belong in a different movie. Um, and yeah, the, you know, every, every alien film has a lot to do with, uh, I mean, there's definitely the, the AI aspect. I mean, Ash Bishop, all very iconic robot, uh, AI characters, um, that were really pivotal for the plot. But at the same time, that's not what the alien series is really about. Um, I'm okay with things going and trying new things, going a new direction, but I just don't think it's right for the, that's the right way to focus things um, for the alien franchise. I mean, it's, it's good for maybe if he wanted to do his own, like a separate sci-fi movie about that. Great. Um, you know, with Blade Runner, I think is a much better one to explore that, um, you know, but uh, you know, I just don't, I just don't think, he he has like you said he's an ideas guy and he has this very specific thing he wants to focus on and I don't think he cares that much if it's under the alien banner but um, but yeah it's not like he he owns this franchise um, and I feel like he's kind of yeah given himself the kingship of it but he's it's for but it's not uh, yeah like you said not rightfully his and I think. Um, and there's just uh, it just seems more of a more of a disconnect with the fans, um, you know. When he makes comments like that, it just doesn't. Uh, to me, it sounds like he he just wants to do his thing, um, and you know, it's it's just something. I guess later in life, he's been really focused on is this, um, you know, not just AI, but you know, just life and you know. Um, trying to live, you know, there's a lot of that in Prometheus with, you know, Wayland, you know, wanting more life and, um, you know, and trying and part of creating David, um, is kind of prolonging his own life in a way. Mm -hmm. And, um, I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of that just interpersonally for, um, for Ridley Scott maybe he's kind of looking back on his life and, you know, he's experienced some real, um, I think heartache and uh, you know tragedy uh, with his own family, and I think uh, it's kind of made him examine things a little bit. And I'm totally fine, you know, with this 
him having if if that is part of it having that focus but i just don't i don't think it's right for the alien franchise so mm-hmm. i just mm-hmm. um ultimately i think uh i think it's just going to make create more um you know polarization with uh with the fans and polarization with um you know i think and with the studio and i i just don't see i don't know if disney would be on board with that um maybe including aspects of it absolutely but if disney does take over they're gonna want they they will want to bring back what made alien great in the first two and Mm -hmm. arguably the first three movies Mm -hmm. um so it's uh i don't know i mean what do you think about it well uh and i've said this a couple of times before but i really want to make this as loud and clear as possible if you don't want to direct a film about aliens, then don't direct a film about aliens. Don't direct a film called Alien and not be interested in it. Hands yeah. number one, number two, or number one, end of story, period, end of story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, if, if aliens don't interest you, then don't make an alien film. Don't yeah. try and take Alien and make it something that you want to do. Like I actually think I actually have a great idea for a, a story um, set in the universe of Alien. Um, that deals with AI and the alien creature that I think could be awesome. Of course, I'm not going to talk about what that story is because I'm working on it. Um, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I uh, so I, and I'm going to say for the record, Ridley Scott is dead wrong, dead wrong. I I, I do think that AI is interesting. I I think that it has the possibility to be a threat. It's called Alien. It's not called AI. Mm-hmm. You know, and the yeah. alien can be scary if you make it scary. If you care enough about these creatures to actually say, how do we scare people with this again? Um, you bring it into the shadows. You don't show it a lot. You, you, uh, maybe you tweak the design or you revert the, the design back to what Geiger did. Um, and you, uh, there's a myriad of different things. I mean, think about how many horror films still come out that still legitimately scare people, like the Conjuring yeah. films. Like, um, and they're showing us things that we've seen before, but it's scaring the shit out of us. Why yeah. is that? Because if you do it well, it will scare people. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and that, to me, those, those films, horror films, psychological horror, whatever, those films have been around since film has been around. And they keep making them and they're continually successful because the ones that work really work. So I, I just don't buy this. And again, Ridley Scott is trying to change the narrative. He's trying to change the narrative away from the alien because he is not interested in them. And if yeah. that is not abundantly clear to the fans, it should be by now. Ridley Scott is not interested in Alien. He doesn't want to work with them anymore. He's bored by them. He doesn't want to do it. That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If he wants to do, if he wants to make another film, like you just said, go and make another film. Go and make a film about AI that doesn't have anything to, to, to do with Alien. Leave the series in more capable hands. Yeah, um, which would be someone who really has a lot of reverence for it. Whether it's Nolan or Villeneuve, or I don't know if Villeneuve would be interested, um, or Blomkamp or uh, Del Toro or someone who would be like, ah, no, I love these creatures, I yeah. love them, and these films still haunt my my um, imagination, and I want to do a film that honors that. That's yeah. who I want. I don't want some. I don't want someone who sees film as commerce, even though film is commerce in a way. It certainly mm-hmm. is commerce. But yeah. if, art, if you can make a film that is art and commerce, that's success. 
Mm-hmm. I believe from what I hear Ridley Scott saying, film is commerce. Yeah. And film is business. I don't want anyone who thinks that to be in charge of the alien films. And uh, I just so just in terms of AI, I just again, AI really. Hey, I love Blade Runner. I love films about androids exploring making people or making synthetic people or robotic yeah. people and what that could mean and what implications that has and how we see ourselves in that. That's fascinating to me. And yeah. if you could bring that into the world of alien while still showing reverence for the creature and um, for the story that you're telling, I'm all for it. To right. me, it is clear that Ridley Scott does not, does not, but and what angers me a little bit about what Ridley Scott is, he was like, well, you know, I just did a film when we had aliens all over the place and and, you know, it didn't do very well. So that's not really the answer, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's like bullshit. Like you threw aliens in this film that you didn't even care about. And then now you're right. saying people didn't like it. People didn't like it because you didn't show respect for it. And if right. I'm going to get flamed for these opinions from some of our listeners, so be it. This is just how I feel. This is a show about opinions. I'm very passionate. I'm invested in this series. Yeah. And this is just how I feel. Um, right. I'm not an owner. I don't, I, I feel ownership, but I'm not a technical owner. Um, I just want the series that I have loved since a child back. And it doesn't mean I want Ripley. It just means I want someone to believe in. And I just do not believe Ridley Scott is capable of that or interested in it. Yeah. yeah. So I would say, uh, drop your mic, but, but, uh, no, I, I'm, I totally agree with you. I think, uh, he just, uh, yeah, I, I don't want another film where, you know, the director doesn't care about the, the franchise and he just cares about exploring these. He doesn't care about the creatures, the franchise, the really the characters. He just cares about these ideas. Um, and I, I, I'm just not, I don't want another alien film like that. I want characters I can connect with and believe in and root for and fall in love with and that's that's not going to happen i don't think as long as really scott's in control mm-hmm. um and but yeah i mean but maybe it is just this one more movie that that they're going to do uh, that leads right into alien and then maybe that'll be be it for him but they might not even let him direct it like he said might mm-hmm. he might just be a producer or um executive producer or whatever but yeah, yeah it has to be uh i yeah I don't think, and with Disney taking over, if, you know, if and when it happens, you know, it's, they, they realize whether it's Marvel, Star Wars, uh, anything, you know, that they want people there that really love and care about these franchises because they know that's, that the fans do, that that's why there's fans of it. And that's what, and they, and that's part of their, their service to, and not just I don't I'm not saying that they should do fan service technically, but at the same time they I think they want to connect with the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it'll take risks. I'm sure the Last Jedi takes a lot of risks. I've heard it does. Um, but, uh, but at the same time, it's the characters in it are going to be you know very memorable again. I'm I'm assuming, and uh, it sounds like you know it's just uh, it. And the story is going to be great and just everything about it. I really uh, have a lot of confidence in it's going to be great. And I think that they'll, that they, they know that's what's needed for the alien franchises. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's people that love the franchise, they need to have a director that, that loves it as well. Yeah. And um, Scott, 
Scott clearly doesn't. It's just it's and it should be obvious. Um, and and really, that's so. okay if he doesn't. That's okay. It's just like it's like someone who is taking something that you. I don't know. I mean, someone takes a book. Uh, oh yeah, I I love this book twenty years ago. And then they start writing it and scribbling it. Oh, they should change this line. I, I don't like this. It's like, so then if, if the story doesn't interest you and you want to do something else, then choose another story. Right. Um, I, I just feel like it is completely fine if, if, if like I said, um, I'm sorry, people, if I'm repeating myself, it is completely fine if Ridley Scott is, doesn't want to do another alien film where he's not interested in aliens. That's fine. Bravo to him. Let him go and make another film. I mean, his latest film, All the Money in the World, looks awesome. It looks great. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see it. Um, I just have a feeling it's probably a really good film. Um, but, uh, I, I don't, and I, for some reason it's almost like he's chained himself to alien for like for ownership, but he doesn't want ownership. Right. Um, so we'll or see. Or he does. Yeah. Or he does want ownership, but he just wants to completely make something change. Else. Yeah, yeah. Make it his own thing. And, but here's the biggest thing here though. And he, he has gone on record within the past two weeks saying, Oh, there will be another one. Good luck trying to get the fans on board another Ridley Scott-directed alien film. Good luck. Right, um, yeah. I don't know how in the hell there would, mm-hmm. they, they'll, they'd market that. I don't know how yeah. to do it. Um, because the fandom is the most polarized it's ever been. Now, I think there are shreds of healing. I think people are, um, at least in the circles that we travel in, um, mm-hmm. on, on social media and whatever, there is some kind of, hey, People can love the, the prequels and not love them, and we can talk about it and not feel dumb about it or not feel stupid for it or not be made to feel stupid for it. I think that is very, very important. That is important to me to, to honor that people love Covenant and they love Prometheus and not say, well, you're dumb for not, for liking it. Because there's films that I like that other people hate. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we need to be able to coexist within the same fandom and not like be at each other's throats, which is right. in some other circles, that's all it is. Or it's people making people feel dumb for what they like. Um, right. At the same time, 20th Century Fox trying to get fans excited about another alien film uh, is almost the impossible. The right. only way that they could do that is if Disney took over and that's what's about to happen. Um, right. That will reinvigorate people to say, oh, hey, no, this is a new alien film, but Disney's the owner now. And that last Star Wars film was awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't the even know idea. what they would do. Like, what would they even do to get us excited? They'd have to, like, invite us to the set and get, uh, you know, and not to say that, like, the guys on the Alien podcast if they sign off on it, that's great. Or it's not even about appeasing us. It's right. about getting that big machine called social media hype mm-hmm. going um, right. to help you sell your film. And right. your last film was, it just didn't underperform. I mean, it just, it was a, it, it was a colossal thud. Um, yeah. I think it mm-hmm. barely made its money back. It might have might made a little bit, a tiny bit of money. I'm not really sure. It was yeah. not very profitable for Fox. It was very right. underwhelming. It was very underperforming. So, and then you have a a, a, a a fandom of people who are like angry, upset, bitter, uh, disenfranchised, walked mm-hmm. away from it, who can't talk about Ridley Scott, who can't talk about these films anymore. And they're still fans of the idea of Alien, but they can't even like me. They can't even really discuss it in a way yeah. that feels positive um, because they feel like it's so far from what it, it could be. Um, yeah. So that would be the gauntlet of Fox. How do you get all these people into believing? Because we thought that with Covenant, or we really did. We thought Covenant's going to be it. We just was like, Covenant yeah. is going to be a great film, and it was 
just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, with some great stuff in it. With some but, amazing uh, stuff in it, yeah. by the way. Yes. Um, the, and I would say really the last third, and I believe in a lot of people who loved Covenant, it was that last third that was just, to me, terrible, where the whole yeah. David and, and Walter bit, and then the eggs and the baby Groot. Yeah. And, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think in, in many ways uh, – for Disney, reviving the Alien franchise is going to be a much bigger challenge than the Star Wars franchise. Oh, yeah. Um, because, yeah, there's people really polarized about the prequels, Star Wars prequels, but, uh, but they're, you know, there's still a huge fan base. Um, still a lot of people love for it, and it's still, uh, you know, there's still a big connection. It never, like, and there's all, and there was a lot of stuff that came out in between, you know, um, Revenge of the Sith and The Force Awakens that kept, you know, the fan community going, and just a, a lot of other positive things with the Alien franchise. It hasn't been that way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just not a lot of positives that have come out. I mean, you know, you had a, there was a great video game, you know, Alien Isolation, but even that one didn't perform very well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Unfortunately, um, but uh, you know, and obviously, a lot there's not not everyone's a big gamer, so it's that's a smaller community, um, and it's just yeah. I think for Disney, this is a this is a huge challenge for them, and I'm I'm really I'm really you know really excited to see how they go about it, and I think I think they they do have a big a, a really good plan. You know, they're not going to go. Gee, I don't really know what to do with this. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I think they see a lot of uh, potential. Um, they've seen, obviously, how you know the the great films in the franchise, how iconic and well done, and um, how great the char- how you know how well done they were, how great the characters were, um, and there's just so much here, so much to mine in this franchise that, uh, and I just I really feel like they they're going to be excited and they're going to bring in the right people to, you know, bring this, you know, turn this ship around. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really hopeful, really, uh, and optimistic. You know, this is, uh, this is a big deal and this is, um, yeah, like I said, it's probably the most optimistic I've been about this franchise since, you know, since I first saw these concept drawings from, you know, This so. is like this is almost like the day that I I remember I'll never forget when I heard that uh, Lucasfilm uh, George Lucas had sold Lucasfilm to Disney and then that same day Disney announced there will be a new Star Wars film in 2015 and right. the world and fandom went apeshit. Oh um, yeah, and uh, we don't quite have that. You know, it's not quite the same, but there's so much to be excited about. There's so much potential here. Mm-hmm. And really we have a company that really loves its products that really invests in its products that uh, take time to craft its products through its divisions like Marvel or Lucasfilm or, you know, everything else that they do. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, I, again, I, you know, like you said, I think everyone should feel very optimistic about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I did just want to add, you know, if I know there's people listening that really love Prometheus and Covenant. And, you know, I, I'm really, you know, really glad that 
you know, there's people that have love for it. Um, and I, I don't want, I don't want to come off saying, you know, like this is a terrible movie. And like you said, you know, we're not trying to, um, you know, say anything like insulting to anybody, but, uh, but we're obviously going to have differences of opinions and I would love to hear people, you know, critique constructively, you know, um, you know, what, what their views are. And if, if they don't agree with one of us, you know, that's, that's, that's what the community is really about is discussion and getting people involved. And, um, yeah, so I, I hope that, uh, I hope that, you know, we're not uh, adding to the polarization with that, but yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. I echo those sentiments and I think we can, uh, we should be able to say, and I know we talked about this before on several episodes, but I'm going to reiterate it again. I think we should be able to say, Hey, I, I don't like this thing. And I, th- I think for me, it's terrible. And I, someone else can say, well, I disagree. I think it's wonderful. And those, both those opinions can coexist and me right. saying something isn't great or it falls far from its legacy isn't a slight on you or whoever else saying right. having another opinion. Those are just two opinions that coexist in the same universe. Yeah. It's not an insult to anyone who likes it, um, and you liking it is not an insult to me. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, I think uh, we – I know Patrick, who is our a regular host on this show, he uh, couldn't be available to discuss it, but he felt like – I think he felt like Ryan and I could probably succinctly talk about all of this. You know, Patrick still loves Covenant, but again, Patrick, I mean, he loves Covenant, but he's also acutely aware of the issues that Covenant has. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And and all of our opinions exist, uh, you know, and we don't have a narrative that we're trying to push. Like, I mean, certainly you're going to hear from, you're going to hear from Perfect Organism, probably a little bit more critical ideas about the prequels because, two of us are more critical and uh, Mm -hmm. two of us tend to be a little bit of a louder voice or more dominant voice. Yeah. Um, But that's just what we feel. Um, And, uh, but at the, at the end of the day, I, I I firmly believe that you and me and Patrick and Dave and Michael and everyone involved, Clara, uh, we all want to, we are dying to love what is released. We all want to love it with all of our hearts. And uh, we want the opportunity to do that. And unfortunately, at least for me, the past two films, I wanted to love so bad and I ended up yeah. not. And uh, that's unfortunate. I, I mean, I, if someone could say, hey, let me do this. Let me show you Alien Covenant and let's talk about this certain thing. And at right. the end of it, you end up loving it. I would so- certainly sit down and do it because I would yeah. love to love Covenant, but I just right. don't. Um, yeah. But that's not going to change. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, But what hopefully does change is whatever announcement that they make, whatever, mm-hmm. however the Alien films kind of change from here on out after the announcement of the sale that we're all we start having shows and we're like everybody's like right yeah that was awesome that was awesome you know Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah yeah i guess that's uh that's a wrap yeah that's a wrap so uh we would love to hear everyone's opinion if you guys want to write in or give us a call um or send us a email us a voice message or whatever and give us what what do you think about this sale of of Fox to Disney. What do you think? Yeah. What does that mean for the alien films? Are you scared? Do you not like the idea? Do you love, do you love the idea? Um, Mm -hmm. I don't, uh, I think there's probably a myriad of opinions. Um, Are you skeptical? Um, So give us a call or write in or send us a voice message and do whatever you want to do or sound off on, on this on this uh, post of this episode when we post it and let us know your thoughts and we'll uh, try and talk about that. But uh, stay tuned. I think the announcement comes tomorrow and uh, the coming weeks, days and weeks um, will probably prove that there's a lot for us to discuss in terms. Oh yeah. So absolutely. Thanks everybody for listening. All right. Thanks guys. 
For more on this and our other projects, please visit www.perfectorganism.com. If you'd like to join the conversation, find us on our closed Facebook group, Building Better Worlds. To support the show, please consider visiting www.perfectorganism.com forward slash support. We've got some great perks available. And as always, please consider rating, reviewing, and sharing this show. We can't tell you how much your support means to us, but we can hopefully show you by continuing to provide better, more ambitious, and more dynamic content for years to come.